Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science. On Black Hole Radio. Assalamualaikum. And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, and as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown. Just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. And I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad. COVID-19 update and reports. Last week, we did a replay of part two of that report. Part one was a heart stopper. Part two removed the damage of the brain so that you could see. Part three will be a left hook to the jaw. I pray Allah that the news that we look to service and serve to you here on Not So Mad Science is not found to be heartbreaking in truth but to be uplifting to remove the scale with just a little bit of spittle from your eye. To that end, we're going to share a little bit of the musical wonder that we have here on Not-So-Mad Science. And then we're going to jump not only knee-deep, but we're going to dump into the deep end of the pool head first. Because it is necessary that we know the truth. So I'm going to hit us with a little bit of Al Jarreau. From the title song, Moonlighting. Because we are about to step out into the sunshine of the stars. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, we're not meeting on the way, and we're not moonlighting strangers. We are seekers of the truth. For we know the truth shall, will, and does set you free. But in this world where the truth is now exposed, and we have to walk in the light of the sun, you must bear the weight of the responsibility of what you must do once you learn the truth. It is not meant for you to keep it to yourself. It is meant for you to take the evidence and the proof of that truth and share it with your world. What is your world? Your world is your family. Your world are those friends with whom you discuss matters of vital importance to you individually. For they cannot be left in ignorance not knowing the truth when you have the truth available to you. My teacher, my leader, my guide, whose mission it is to continue the work of the truth of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and not just to the black community, but to the world community at large, and make that truth so clear, not even a fool, not even the ignorant, nor a child with the capacity to understand can say they were not told the truth. So I'm going to share some things this evening that on first listen, you would think it's out of sequence. And out of place. But as we get further into the program, you will see why it has been delivered in this manner. And you will begin to get a new look at those persons involved and what they've done to create this world conspiracy of pain and suffering. On the surface, apparently, because God is always in control. So let's take a look. Recently, it's been reported in Fox News that Dr. Anthony Fauci and Congress, excuse me, not Congressman, but Senator Rand Paul, a Republican senator from Kentucky, got into it on Capitol Hill at a Senate hearing. And once again, it is said that they sparred again this Tuesday, this time over the funding of the controversial Wuhan Institute of Virology, the Chinese lab that they say is believed to have played a role, a, not just a role, but a significant role in the initial outbreak of the COVID-19 virus. Now, I'm bringing this up and I'm putting it this way, not because I believe that the Chinese government <coughs> or some lab in China was responsible, specifically, because I do believe And I will offer evidence that this virus 
is the construct of the Lord, Savior of the world. And you would ask, well, why would God do such a thing? Quite often, we take that thing that our child finds most enjoyable to themselves, and we use that as the item of their punishment, not to cause them suffering, but but to cause our children to take a step back and examine themselves. Well, what did we do? We had to sequester ourselves purposely indoors in this sequestering of ourselves. We had an opportunity to look at our family and our friends, and we were re-exposed to those things that we liked and we disliked. Things that we should have challenged ourselves on in our relationships to see how we can better strengthen our relationships and our resolve to fight a world that does not specifically have our intentions, our best intentions at heart. None can say now that we don't know who the devil is. You identify the devil not by the words from his mouth, but by the actions of his own mind and hands. So who is the devil? Who is Satan? Who is Yaqub's grafted child that was given power of 6,000 years to rule over the children of God? Well, he's quite readily visible right now. So what did Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Health and Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky get into it over? Let's take a look. Well, Dr. Fauci and Senator Paul have had many verbal Discussions that went back and forth over the COVID-19 virus ever since it was exposed. And the related restrictions that came about as a result of the COVID-19 virus, such as lockdowns and mask wearing. Well, Senator Paul zeroed in on the gain-of-function research. And of course, because this is not so mad science, where we make the science simple so that we can all understand, gain-of-function research is work on making pathogens deadlier or more easily transmittable. So it makes things more contagious and more virulent than it is in the original form. So they create what? Mutation. After mutation, after mutation, that is far more dangerous than the original virus itself. This is termed as gain-of-function research. Well, Senator Paul has alleged that a United States of America virologist 
had been working with the Chinese Institute on such research, and it is believed and it was said it was funded by the National Institute of Health. So here we go, the hidden hands, sneakily and secretly working behind the doors doing one thing when God has planned another. You think you're working on a weapon of mass destruction, a chemical weapon for yourself, and God turns it into a chemical weapon against the entire world where all knees must bend and all backs must bow. Well, Senator Paul asked Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the National Institute of Health or funding from the National Institute of Health for the lab in Wuhan, China? This was his question to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci's reply was very politically generated. He said, Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely entirely, and completely incorrect. And this was from a clearly irritated Dr. Fauci in response. He said, the National Institute of Health has has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, mark these words because there's going to be some language used that does expose what the National Institute of Health is actually doing. So we can't say he lied. He told you the truth. You just may not recognize the language. He said the doctor, now listen to this. Uh Uh-oh, I don't want to lose my, my place here. He said the doctor in question, the doctor in question does not conduct gain of function research. And if he does, it is in line with guidelines and conducted in North Carolina, not China. So are you saying, Dr. Fauci, that you have, and your doctors, your wizards of science, your magicians of death and destruction, biologically and chemically, have gone into your labs of worship, to take critical diseases and make them worse than they are to be released on the world? You didn't do it in China, but you do it here in North Carolina? Is that what you're saying? That's my question. Senator Paul pressed on him again, saying it is gain-of-function, and the Wuhan Institute was previously funded through a subgrant, Fauci again replied that it would have been irresponsible of the U.S. not to have investigated the bat viruses and their serology in China, of which COVID was one. Oh, 
So, in fact, you did fund research at the Wuhan Lab of Virology in China because there was bat genomes in it. Huh. Are we playing word games, Dr. Fauci? Is Rand Paul just angry at you because he's a Republican? Or can two devils sit atop the mountain at the same time? Can Satan cast out Satan? What happens when you have two dogs of war go to war with each other before they go to war with the God who made the mountain in the first place? Let's continue. Dr. Fauci followed up and said, or perhaps it would be irresponsible to send this information to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust this knowledge and with this incredibly dangerous virus. Senator Paul interrupted him. He said, before accusing Fauci of supporting the gain-of-function research, a claim that Dr. Fauci says is incorrect. He didn't say it wasn't true. He just said it's incorrect. Improper terminology that is being used. Not that we didn't do it, you're just not saying it the right way. So, moving to suspicion that the COVID-19 viruses originated after experimentation from the Wuhan Institute in 2019, Senator Paul cited reporting that the top doctor in Wuhan wasn't sure if it was a virus that had escaped from the lab. So, what are we talking about here? Senator Paul asked him again, will you, in front of this group, categorically say that the COVID-19 virus could not have occurred by a serial passage in a laboratory? Dr. Fauci, using politically correct language and language that is non-committal, did not explicitly rule out the possibility. He said, I do, I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done. And I am fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. Oh, so let's throw the Chinese under the boat to hide our hand in what we did to make this happen. However, I will repeat again, this is Dr. Fauci speaking, the National Institute of Health and the NIAID, both institutions he's in charge of, categorically have not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, you've already stated that if it did happen, you did it in... North Carolina. That does not mean you did not transmit that information to Wuhan, China to be used there. 
They do not know whether a virus escaped the lab or not. They don't know. What we do know is that there was a purposeful release of something in a market in the city of Wuhan. While the U.S. officials during the Trump administration, Coke 45, believe the virus may have originated from the lab. May have. Nobody knows the troubles we lie about. But so far, investigations have been hampered by a secretive Chinese regime. Are there any more secretive than my own government here in the United States of, I said snakes, I'm sorry, states of America supposedly providing me with a cure, but secretively giving me a communicable disease and watching me deteriorate from the disease, secretly releasing crack cocaine in my community, destroying the minds of some of the greatest youth to have walked the earth and destroying their abilities to take care of their community? Or was the counterintelligence program under then FBI director J. Edgar, I'm a low-down, dirty dog, Hoover, were these just mechanizations and fascinations of the mind, or did you really do that? You accuse the Chinese of being a secretive regime. Are you no less secretive of your regime here than they there? The World Health Organization, who has been known to give tainted vaccines on the African continent, knowingly using medicines, that were no good and distributing it to the people in the islands of the Caribbean and South America. You went around the world poisoning people purposely because the Lord of world depopulation, Mr. Bill Gates, and I'm coming to you next, coming to that next in this sequence of how I want to deliver this information tonight. So if you must call in to ask a question, that number is 563-999-3089 and hit the number one to let me know that you got a question. And I'll give you the floor and we'll do our best we will endeavor to unlock the secrets of the hidden truth so that you may know what is going on in your world. This is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Let's continue. The World Health Organization, the WHO, came to Wuhan to investigate the outbreak earlier this year. But even the Biden administration, poor man, he inherited a hornet's nest of bugs. 
which has been less hawkish on the World Health Organization and China than the prior administration, has expressed concern about Chinese interference. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says, we have deep concerns about the way in which the early findings of the COVID-19 investigation were communicated and quash process used to research them. He also said it is imperative that this report be independent with expert findings free from the intervention or alteration by the Chinese government. Uh, Mr. Sullivan, add to that, it needs to be investigated without intervention or alteration from the Chinese government, the government of the United States of America, or any other so-called big eight foreign power. The scientists do what they do to find the truth and let the truth fall where it may as to who did what with which to whom. Again, this is not so mad science. I'm your host. Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Let's continue. Mr. Fauci, in his response to Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, double-talked his way through. He never said that they didn't, but he didn't say they did. So now we have to ask, Why is this so important to Rand Paul, the Republican senator? Well, their motivations are more political than functional. They play games with each other in their halls and in their back doors. For which devil will have the power over which? Which brings us to Mr. Bill Gates. And you may want to ask, why does this bring us to Bill Gates, the notorious guru of world depopulation, where his money decides policy? Well, let's take a look. In taking information garnered from the Children's Health Defense and the Defender, let's look at a few points here. Mind you now, I'm sharing a few points, not because I support them, but they begin to show the hidden hand and how things are done behind these closed doors to elevate the greed factor on the backs of the pain and suffering of the poor peoples of the world. Do I support the vaccines? Hell no! Absolutely not. But I do look at the process and the way things are done, the greed and the avarice and the language of those who have the finances or the political machine that touches the everyday lives 
of the people of color of the world. So let's take a look at this story at a glance with data garnered from the Defender Children's Health Defense. About 75% of COVID-19 vaccines have been administered in high-income countries, while more than 100 countries haven't administered even one dose. So let's just say the vaccine was actually a viable process. The only ones that could get to get the vaccine are those who have the money. Not that you're concerned about the world health condition. Your concern is money. Talking about Mr. Gates now, whose hand is written in this. Item number two, lifting the patent protection on them would open the doors for generic versions to be manufacturing, increasing the supplies and lowering the cost, and ultimately getting more vaccines to middle and low income nations. Mind you now, these are words coming from Mr. Bill Gates. Now, I thought Mr. Gates's thing was computers. Obviously, he has not limited himself to the computer generation. He's suffering and looking from demagoguery into the world population issues with the money he tends to generate and have control over. Let's continue. Mr. Gates, who has been adamant since the beginning of the pandemic that the only way to end it is by vaccinating the global population. Follow these secret hands here now. Stay with me. Mr. Gates told this to Britain's Sky News service, that lifting patent protections on COVID-19 would not be useful. He then stated, it's not a matter of intellectual property, but because there's only so many vaccine factories in the world, and it's not like there's some idle vaccine factory with regulatory approval that makes magically safe vaccine. Mr. Gates talking. He then came behind that with a number of vaccine factories have the capacity to produce hundreds of millions of COVID-19 vaccines if given the recipe to do so. Mind you now, I'm benchmarking some points with respect to Mr. Bill Gates. Not that I individually support them. I categorically do not. But I'm looking at the mechanizations of these hidden hands and how they play games with the world population. Bill Gates has been adamant since the beginning of the pandemic that the only way to end it is by vaccinating the global population. 
in an April 2020 blog post, he stated, and I quote, we need to manufacture and distribute at least 7 billion doses of the vaccine, or possibly 14 billion if it's a multi-dose vaccine. He also said, I suspect the COVID-19 vaccine will become part of the routine newborn baby immunization schedule. Remember that's now remember this connection where we're talking about children because this too becomes an issue later on in the program. Coincidentally, Mr. Gates also personally supported and participated in event 201. Now you may ask what the hell is event 201? I'm going to tell you. Event 201. I want to make sure I'm very concise with concise concise with this. The cabal of powerful individuals began planning the mass eviction of vaccine skeptics from the social media in October of 2019, a week or two before the COVID crisis began circulating. In that month, Microsoft founder Bill Gates organized an exercise of four tabletop simulations of a worldwide coronavirus pandemic with other high-ranking deep state penundrum. This exercise, orchestrated by Mr. Gates, was referred to as Event 201. He was playing demagoguery again, looking at the uh, bean counter review of how much death and destruction the pandemic would cause and how they, they can then take advantage financially of the death and destruction of millions of people on the planet. So we're talking about planet depopulation, a game to be controlled by Mr. Gates and his cohort during Event 201. Event 201, which simulated a worldwide pandemic. Mind you now, this is two weeks before the outbreak of the virus. He's playing war games. All right? The primary response to the simulated pandemic in event 201, which turned into reality just a month later, developing and distributing patentable antiviral medication and a new wave of vaccines. Now that the COVID-19 vaccines are here, however, Gates isn't too keen on the idea of lifting the patent protection on them. 
which would open the door for generic versions to be manufactured, increasing the availability of supply and lowering costs, and ultimately getting more vaccines to middle and low-income nations. Now look at this. Here we have vaccines which are killing people themselves, not just the virus, but the vaccine itself is killing people, something that they knowingly don't work. They know it doesn't work. But their marketing scheme has marketed it in such way that fear has driven the public to take a vaccine that is not viable, no matter which of the four manufacturers you use. It's going to kill you or do something else to you in the long run. So let's just throw a number out there so we can take a look at this. So out of every million, we'll lose 5,000 people per million. You multiply that on a global scale, that is a lot of death. Because you had good marketing to market a product that is that lacks any real efficacy, since that's the new keyword, efficacy, to save lives. So any good accountant will tell you how you can make money from the deficit, how you make money from losing money. Takes a real oddball genius to figure that out. Deficit spending to produce a profit. This was what Mr. Gates stated goal after all. So it's ironic then that Gates told Britain's Sky News Service that lifting patent protections on COVID-19 vaccines would not be useful. A statement that Crystal Ball, the host of The Hills, rising with Crystal and Segar morning show, calls an outright lie driven by one word from Mr. Gates, greed. He wants to make money on the depopulation and the death that this depopulation brings by taking a vaccine that is useless. They just got good advertising. So Mr. Gates lied about vaccine patents because there's money to be made. About 75% of COVID-19 vaccines have been administered in high-income countries, people who can pay, according to Ms. Ball. While more than 100 companies, countries haven't administered even one dose. While there are many reasons to think carefully before getting the vaccine, the criminal past of vaccine manufacturers, no long-term safety testing or informed consent, the underreporting of adverse reactions and death for starters, going from Gates' goal of vaccinating the world, the lack of vaccine availability in most of it is glaring, to say the least. The United States just lifted an embargo on raw materials needed to help make the COVID-19 vaccine in India at the end of last month. 
April 2021, which would increase vaccine rates. Then there was Mr. Gates' own comments about whether he thought lifting patent protection on COVID-19 vaccines would be helpful, to which he responded, no. And I quote, the things that hold, the things that holding things back in this case is not intellectual property. It's not like there's some idle vaccine factory with regulatory approval that makes magically safe vaccines. Yes, I'm repeating something. But this was his answer to a question. You've got to do the trial on these things, and every manufacturing process needs to be looked at in a very careful way. There's only so many vaccine factories in the world, and people are very serious about the safety of vaccines. Moving a vaccine, say, from a Johnson & Johnson factory into a factory in India, it's novel. It's only because of our grants and expertise that it can happen at all, as if the people of India are too damn ignorant and stupid to come up with a way to do this on their own. Shame on you, Mr. Gates. Not only do you hide the scientific uh, intellectual property that may save an entire country, perhaps help the world, even though we know that's bull snot. Thought I was going to say it, didn't you? You'll convince the world that these vaccines are viable, then you withhold the means by which the world can cure itself for a dollar. Then you insult me and say, I'm too stupid to be able to do this on my own, even if you gave me the recipe. Okay. An Associated Press investigation, however, found three factories on three continents that have the capacity to produce hundreds of millions of COVID-19 vaccines if only they had the blueprint and the technical know-how. One such factory in Bangladesh with gleaming new equipment imported from Germany and immaculate hallways lined with hermetically sealed rooms is operating at only 25% capacity. In Canada, pharmaceutical company Biolive has a stimulus actively trying to get the recipe to make COVID-19 vaccines from AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson. So they can start production and provide millions of doses to the global south. They then asked the Canadian government to give them emergency authorization to produce the patented products with no success. Speaking to The Guardian, Vice President John Fulton said, quote, we've been passed over. We got this production capacity and it's not being put to use. If we had started this last year, we could have shipped millions of doses by now. This is supposed to be like a wartime effort, everyone in it together. But that does not seem to be the case. As a quick note, our U.S. tax dollars have been used to fund 
every new drug produced from 2010 through 2019. Big Pharmaceuticals' goal is to keep their profits high. They lobby heavily in the U.S. and in the European Union to protect patent monopolies so generic versions of their products cannot be manufactured, according to the Corporate Europe Observatory. And I quote, they state, many pharmaceutical companies have pledged to put global health before profit during the pandemic, but documents released to the Corporate European Observatory after long delays revealed that the European Federation of Pharmaceutical Industries and Association, the EFPIA, lobbied against a tool designed to facilitate equitable access and processing for pandemic treatments in Europe. They lobbied against you being able to do this to save the world. They claim that patents are necessary to protect their intellectual property so they can continue to research and produce life-saving treatments. But they're largely reaping the profits of taxpayer-funded research in a working paper released by the Institute for New New Economic Thinking. It's been revealed that funding from the United States National Institute of Health, <coughs> this is Mr. Fauci, $230 billion in total contributed to the research associated with every new drug approved in the U.S. from 2010 to 2019. You use my money that I pay in taxes from my government to produce this cure, but then you want me to pay you for it again. Only the devil can think of a double jeopardy way like that to make money off of the pain and suffering and bats of the people. What's more, 22,000 patents resulted from the taxpayer-funded research, which allowed for marketing exclusively for 8.6% of the new drugs approved during the study period. And I quote, it also demonstrates the limited mechanisms available for recognizing the value created by these early investments, ensuring appropriate public return, the paper noted. Even the mRNA technology that is being used in COVID-19 vaccines is a result of federally funded basic research conducted by the National Institute of Health and the Department of Who? Defense, the military. Quote, this is the people's vaccine, according to Peter Maybarduk. Peter Maybarduk, boy, what a name. He is the director of Public Citizens' Access to Medicines program. He told this to Scientific American, quote, federal scientists helped invent it and taxpayers are funding its development. 
It should belong to humanity. We should have a say over who gets and who doesn't get. Since it's our public money. But no, you're leaving it to the machinations of Mr. Bill Gates. For them to make money. Immense financial power. Protects profits over the prob- over the public health. Mr. Gates is COVAX, C-O-V-A-X, a program co-led by the World Health Organization. Who? The World Health Organization. Gavi, which is founded by the Gates Foundation, in partnership with the WHO, and the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Investigations is intended to accelerate the development and manufacture of COVID-19 vaccines and to guarantee fair and equitable access for every country in the world, as long as you pay me. But pay me isn't paying me, which is the public interest. Pay me is big pharmaceutical and... People like Bill Gates, they get paid while we get slaves. Ain't that a kick in the... Well, you know what I wanted to say. It sounds good in theory, but in practice, according to Mr. Ball, he says, quote, it's been a joke while COVAX pledged to distribute 2.27 billion vaccines to 92 poor countries by the end of 2021, only 38 million doses have been distributed so far. Even in December of 2020, it was already clear that such equal access would never come out about through the limited toolbox provided by COVAX. And today, The claim rings completely hollow. Corporate European Observatory noted, adding this, quote, 38 million doses, an undisclosed number of which have reached the most disadvantaged countries, is unimpressive, to say the least. A disaster in slow motion would be a more apt description, and there doesn't seem to be light at the end of the tunnel. At the moment, the prediction is that come June, COVAX will reach a mere 20% of its target for 2021. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Mr. Gates continues to lie about the reasons why he believes the recipes for COVID vaccines are being held by drug companies should remain protected. As Mr. Jacobin reported, Gates could arguably, arguably be considered the most disruptive force in ensuring that drug company profits come before the public health. Quote, though untold public investments played a role in the development of vaccines, 
shareholders in private pharmaceutical companies have raked in huge fortunes, while rollout has overwhelmingly benefited the richest 16% of the global population. Many poorer nations not expected to achieve effective vaccination levels for another two years, the most significant reason being inadequate supply. Mr. Gates, who incidentally owes much of his own fortune to monopolistic intellectual property laws, has been more than a passive actor in the pandemic. Having, among other things, he convinced Oxford University, bear with me for one moment there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back and I'm back. I'm back and I'm black. And that's a fact. Now, let us continue. Sometimes dad just got to be dad, and we don't make no false claims about that. Where did we leave off? Oh, yeah, here's my thought. Mr. Gates, who incidentally owes much of his own fortune to monopolistic intellectual property laws, has been more than a passive actor in the pandemic. He convinced Oxford University to renege on its original promise of a no-patent vaccine and partner with the profit-driven AstraZeneca instead. Quote, arguably, more than any other single feature, the billionaire has monopolized, excuse me, mobilized to monopolize, monopolize his immense personal wealth and power to ensure that the interests of forged profit drug companies prevail over the global public health owns investments in the COVID vaccine stocks while continuing to recommend against COVID vaccine companies releasing their patents, Gates is personally invested in at least one of the companies, BioNTech. In September of 2019, Bill Gates spent $55 million on a pre-IPO equity investment into BioNTech which later partnered with Pfizer to make its mRNA vaccine. That Gates investment is now worth $550 million, according to independent research journalist Jordan Schatzel, who tweeted this information out in April of this year. To quote again, in the fourth quarter of 2020, Gates Incorporated dropped another $85 million into BioNTech stock. That investment is now worth $200 million. So I'm kind of fascinated by some critiques of this claiming that Bill Gates is super rich. So the fact that he made $500 million is not a big deal. If it's not a big deal, why doesn't he advocate that vaccine companies 
He has equity in, just released their patent for the good of the public health. Fair question. But one with a simple answer. Again, greed. Bill Gates morphed from a ruthless technology monopolizer into a nice, saintly, generous philanthropist in 2000 when he launched the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But the cracks are continuing to emerge in his carefully constructed image. As the Republic put it, and I quote, Kovacs presents a high-stake demonstration of Gates' deepest ideological commitment, not just to intellectual property rights, but also to the conflation of these rights with an imaginary free market in pharmaceuticals, an industry dominated by companies whose power derives from politically constructed and politically imposed monopolies. Again, I quote, Gates has been tacitly and explicitly defending the legitimacy of knowledge monopolies since his first Gerald Ford era missives about open source software hobbyists. He was on the side of these monopolies during the miserable deaths of the 1990s African, I quote again, he's still there today, defending the status quo and running effective interference for those profiting by the billions from their control of COVID-19 vaccines. What is hap- What perhaps is most disturbing of all is this. Despite the immense power he yields, Mr. Gates wasn't elected into this position. Nick Derridan, the executive director of Global Justice Now, called Gates' defense of vaccine patents disgustingly and poignantly added, who appointed this billionaire head of global health? Oh, yeah, he did, by the might of the dollar. Don't you jack dogs just get it? You cannot trust these people with your health. You cannot trust them with the way you live. In the nation of Islam, we say, Allah came, person of Master Farid Muhammad, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians, and the Mahdi of the Muslims. He gave a promise of freedom, justice, and equality. Money, good home, and friendship in all walks of life that all can be free to share in what the world has to offer. It belongs to no one but God. That's the promise. But we can see by the evidence that men like Mr. Gates and those of his cabal have taken death and made it a tool of profiteering. This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, 
Black Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. We're going to take a few moments. I need to drink a little bit of fluid because my throat is parched. We're going to take a little bit of listen to the Diva song, which is one of my favorites. And I want to say that tonight's program is dedicated to my beloved love. May she always find peace and power in the words that God has blessed me to share.
Welcome back. Welcome back. It's not for mad science. It's still hope for the Harold Muhammad here on the Black Page Radio Network. Once again, as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit. And I'll tell you again, as I said before, just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A., Detroit has not lost its soul. Now, we're going to get into this latter portion of tonight's program as I look at some of the questions like, Brother Harold, yo, doctor, you said all that stuff before to say what? Because you said there was something coming behind it. What's your point? Here's my point. The FDA has now authorized the Pfizer vaccine for children, minor children, ages 12 through 15. We already know that adults are dropping dead from the usage of the Pfizer vaccine for numerous issues associated immediately and directly to the vaccine. The children's health defense team health defense team put forward some facts and figures. ABC News reported the Pfizer vaccine has been authorized for children's twelve and up, widening widening the US population that will be protected, supposedly, that's my words, against the virus and bolstering chances for a safe return to full-time school in the fall. The Food and Drug Administration announced this this past Monday. Quote, we know this is a big step for our country. Vaccinating a younger population brings us closer to returning to a sense of normalcy and to ending the pandemic. These were the words of acting FDA commissioner, Janet Woodcock. Boy, what a name, Janet Woodcock. She said this in a press briefing Monday night. Woodcock said parents and guardians can, quote, rest assured that in making our decision, the agency undertook a rigorous and thorough review of available scientific data as we have with all the COVID vaccine authorizations. Did you hear that? She looked at all the available data and this is what you came up with, that this is supposed to be a safe and secure way for my children Okay. CBS News reported data from the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine trial. Okay, well, you didn't know what you were doing. Go sit down. Talking to my son there for a moment. Sorry about that, folks. 
Data from the Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine trials in children aged two years and over could be available as early as this fall. Pfizer's Senior Vice President of Vaccine Clinical Research and Development, Dr. William Gruber said, possibly paving the way for use before the end of 2022. The drug maker is also conducting clinical trials on their vaccine for babies aged six months and older. Dr. Gruber anticipates data from those trials will likely be available late at the end of the year or be the beginning of 2022. Would you dare trust your child on the words and the ideas of these people who have shown themselves to be proven liars and hiders of the truth? So here's some reasons why the FDA should not authorize COVID vaccines for children and teenagers. For adults, the benefits of the COVID-19 vaccination are enormous, while for children, they are relatively minor. Rare side effects from adult COVID-19 vaccinations are unlikely to lead to future vaccine hesitancy whose public health impact could be comparable to the benefits of the adult COVID-19 vaccination program itself. However, we have found this not to be true. The benefits of the COVID-19 vaccination have not proven to be enormous for adults. Why? would you believe that there would be any difference for children? Accelerated mass child vaccination under the emergency use authorization, perhaps even spurred by school mandates and vaccine passports, presents a different balance of risk and benefits. Rare adverse events really could prove to be the most durable public health legacy of the EUA for the child COVID-19 vaccine. Just recently, the government of Slovakia suspended usage of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine as too many of the recipients have died, as reported from the Slovakia Health Ministry. The state regulator of drugs, the SUKL, said last week that the death of a 47-year-old woman was likely connected to the vaccine because of a predisposition that she had that she did not know of. Along with this, the CDC is providing misleading information and numbers. When the Center for Disease Control and Prevention released new guidelines last month for mask wearing, it announced that less than 10% of COVID-19 transmissions 
was occurring outdoors. Media organizations repeated the statistics, and it quickly became a standard description of the frequency of outdoor transmission. However, the number is almost certainly misleading. It appears to be based partly on a misclassification of some COVID transmissions that actually took place in enclosed spaces an even bigger issue is the extreme caution of the CDC officials who picked a benchmark 10% so that nobody would reasonably dispute it except for people like me who don't believe a ding, dang, damn thing that these people say and will do some homework to find out. Even the government of Brazil has suspended the use of AstraZeneca because of the damage done to pregnant women in this South American country. The Brazilian health authority, Anziza, has called for the immediate suspension of the use of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine among pregnant women in that Latin American country. And you want to give that stuff to your babies? To your adolescent children? Teenagers? To your young adults? How malignantly stupid can you be? Come on, brothers and sisters, friends, haters, and naysayers. Are you so damn willing to go along to get along that you'll throw away your future on these cockadoodle doos? This is not so mad science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. This does not bring us to the end. We're coming to our closing commentary tonight particularly want you to be aware of what's happening in Washington, D.C. It is downright scary. And I would consider this to be urgent news that the parents in the D.C., in the Washington, D.C. area, you must take immediate action to protect protect your children. Since you haven't given permission for COVID vaccine inoculation. Ralph Hazelhurst reported the following. The Children's Health Defense and the Parental Rights Foundation are jointly preparing to file a lawsuit challenging the D.C. Minor Consent for Vaccination Amendment Act of 2020 as unconstitutional. Here's what they found out. This recently enacted law allows children 11 and older to receive vaccinations at school without the knowledge or consent of a parent. Under the new law, even if the parents have previously submitted a written religious 
exemption statement. School officials may secretly administer vaccines to the child against the parent's written directive not to. Immediate legal action is necessary to protect your children and your parental rights, especially now that the USDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has granted emergency use authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in children ages 12 and older. On May 12th, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices will meet to add the COVID-19 to the CDC-recommended childhood vaccine schedule. Once this occurs, the D.C. public health officials will be able to immediately vaccinate children with the COVID-19 vaccine and other vaccines against the explicit wishes of their parents. If a child is injured by a vaccine, the pharmaceutical industry and the school system will be shielded from liability. In order for the Children's Health Defense and the Parents' Rights Foundation to file a lawsuit to stop the administration of vaccines to children without parental knowledge or informed consent, we must find plaintiffs with legal standing now. To be a plaintiff in such a case challenging a new law, the parent and child must meet the following requirements. The the parent and child must be residents of the District of Columbia. The child must be be between the ages of 11 and 18. The child must be eligible for enrollment in the public school system in the District of Columbia. And the child may be public, the child's school may be public or private. My suggestion to you, parents in the Washington, D.C. area, and the rest of you Niedermeyers who will not take a forward look at what's coming, please, please make yourself a part of the lawsuit. Because this will be coming to a city near you. And this is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. They're going to inoculate your child with poison and ain't a damn thing you can do about it. You better wake up before the shake-up. Otherwise, you will This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network, leaving you as I came before you with the hopes and prayers that I have said nothing and done nothing to offend you, but kicked you in your balls and in your ass enough for you to wake up and take some responsibility for what's coming and what's about to happen. So I leave you with these words as I came before you in other shows. From that immortal black preacher of the Abyssinian Baptist Church in the city of New York, the late and the great Adam Clayton Powell Jr., keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. Allah willing, I will be with you all once again and as always next week with the most 
tip top to the hip hop. Don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie. Say up jump the boogie. The truth must be told. Assalamualaikum. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.